My sermon this morning is titled, People of the Resurrection. People of the Resurrection. And my question this morning is, why is the resurrection so important? Why is the resurrection so important that it would be put into stained glass? Why, would, why is it so important that it would be the last stained glass of this series? You know, we spent the last five weeks, six weeks, talking about each of these windows. We have the birth of Jesus. We have the baptism of Jesus. Then out of sight, though, behind you, we have the, uh, G- the good shepherd, Jesus the good shepherd. And then we have the, the one of in the crying room, and appropriately, Jesus calling the children to himself. Then you have that wonderfully di- dynamic stained glass there of the, of the Last Supper, which is full of characters. And then we have the so- somber stained glass of the death of Jesus, but now the seventh window is the resurrection. I like that. Uh, the, the Jews were into numerology, and so there were a couple of numbers, there, and, we, and my family happened to be talking about this morning on another subject, but there, there's, a, there's two, three numbers that are very important to the Scripture. One of them is three, which you recognize that, that's the Trinity, and the other is seven, and it begins way back in Genesis. You know, when God created the earth, he rested on the seventh day. But seven is significant to, so is 21, but we're not going to go there. But seven is, is significant to the um, Judeo-Christian uh, theology in that seven was the number of complete. When you get to seven, it's complete. You know, if there were seven days or if there's seven windows, that it's complete. So that makes sense that the resurrection would make all the other windows complete because it's all moving towards that, the resurrection. But why? Why, why is the resurrection so important? And, you know, I, as I said, and, and I am not the only person to ever say this, but we are the people of the resurrection. We don't say we're the people of the, the baptism. We don't say we're the people of the birth of Jesus. And, and they're all good stuff. They're all important to our um, to our theology, but we are the people of the resurrection. The resurrection is very, very important. And it's something that I think it takes, it needs to have the time with the, to, to discuss it. And, and, and so, if you didn't have the resurrection, I, I love to do this exercise. What if there was never a resurrection? What if there was never a resurrection? And I mean, let's just say you cut, it was cut out of the Bible and it was never talked about. Maybe it happened, maybe it didn't, you know, but, but you know, if it was missing on that. But think about, think about what the Bible becomes if there is no resurrection. The Bible becomes like a, 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 a self-help book. If the Bible becomes something that's like, yeah, that guy Jesus, he had some good things to say, and um, I hope he's okay, but uh, we've got to go on with life. So see what happens if you don't have the resurrection. All of a sudden, Jesus becomes this really nice, good guy. And he might have had something to say. And you might want to live by it. But because he was resurrected, all of a sudden, everything changes. Everything from the very beginning of the Scripture all the way to that moment. Because you remember in the, in the, in the Genesis, you know, the, the terrible situation where, you know, we acted up in the garden and then we get kicked out of the garden and then we, we, have, we live this, you know, painful, short existence, mortal existence. And so we could have had it better. But the thing is, is that Jesus was living under the same, same um, predicament. But he overcomes 
death. He has victorious over death. And in that action of being victorious over death, he bore our sins. And therefore, he, when he is resurrected, all of a sudden, all that we know today is in place. All that we know. That is the most important window of all these windows right here. That is the most important window. I'd love to see that window with a backlighting on, on both sides because I think it should glow. But, you know, it, but the thing is, is that... So, let's talk about what happens when you have the resurrection. Because he was raised from the dead. Wow. If you never said anything else, because he's raised from the dead, we're, we're, we're all headed for a new future. He breaks with the tradition of history. You know, that you die and you disappear. You know, it, it, I, I couldn't help but kind of weave into this. You know, lately there was, there was the, they found a new tunnel over in Egypt. And it's a tunnel into what is believed to be Cleopatra's tomb. We don't know where Cleopatra was born. But back then, they had these really fascinating beliefs that, you know, you had to prepare for whatever. And they celebrated it by building these monuments to the life of the person, as opposed to what we experience here. This is, these are institutions that are of the future, of the eternal life of Jesus Christ. It would never happen if he hadn't been resurrected. The other is that the resurrection gives authority to the church. Imagine what the book, you know, you know how we go to the Bible and we pull from it and we try to lead from it. But if there was no resurrection, like I said about Jesus, that was good. That was nice. I hope he's okay. The same could be said for the church. If there was no resurrection, we don't have any authority. We're, we're, just, we're just people gathering around a book. The next thing is it gives meaning to that table right here which we set periodically with the Lord's Supper. Because if there was no risen Lord, we'd just be eating together. We'd just be down in the fellowship hall sharing a piece of bread and a cup of grape juice. But because of the risen Christ, it becomes special. The next is that because of the resurrection, no matter what tragedy you've experienced, no matter what tragedy you have dealt with, it is not the last experience of your life. It is not the last experience of your life. Because one day it'll be gone. One day you'll be past it. One day you too will go into eternal life. You too will be victorious over death. For the time being, it really stinks what you're in, in the middle of, perhaps. But it gives us that ability to get past our tragedies. And saying simply, that this is not the last experience of our lives. And then the other is that the, the, the resurrection gives us that assurance that Christ is in power. Christ is in power. You know, I prayed with the kids and we, and we talked about you know, uh, Jesus Christ and, and I, I speak of them and we pray. But what if we didn't have anybody to pray to? You know, what if we had like, um, you know, just a, an, um, a statue on the table? And we, we, we were superstitious, so we just said, you know, we just said what we could and, and handed it over and hoped that all went good. It's kind of like having a rain dance. So, but we have a God who listens, who, who's alive right now. And so it, it, it gives us, it, it assures us that He's alive and ruling. Now, the last thing I want to say about this 
the power of God that brought Jesus back to life is available to all of you. All of you. The power that God used to bring Jesus back to life because of that resurrection and because of our faith in that resurrection is available to all of you. No matter what, it's available. And that, we see that, we see that often. We see that often in our lives. Sometimes it needs to be pointed out to us, but we do see it. It's there. Look at this church. Look at all the things this church has been through. It, it was, it was, it came to being in the, in the dust of the Civil War. It passed through the Industrial Revolution which devastated the agricultural community around it. It made it through World War I, World War II, Korean War, civil rights, the Vietnam War. There's so many reasons why this church could have been wiped off the map, lost hope, I mean, they lost their children in those wars and in those battles. They lost parents. Walk over there to the cemetery and you'll see it. It even survived the Spanish flu. My point is, is that God holds this church together. And you might dwindle down to five people one day. But if God wants it to survive, it will survive. The building may fall down into the pews, but if God wants it to survive, it will survive. Nothing you can do can hold it back. We have no power. God has all the power. The good news is because of that last stained glass window, the resurrection, I can make those claims. And I will continue to make those claims until Jesus Christ takes me out of here. You know, Christians can look very different from one another. Christians can look very different from one another. And they can hold some widely broad beliefs about, you know, their, their politics, their lifestyle, even their theology. But there's one thing that unites us all. One thing that unites us all. That right there. The resurrection. Because it all falls apart if we don't embrace the resurrection. If we don't accept the resurrection. If we don't believe in the resurrection. This just becomes a, a club. Um, a social group. And they're good. You can do some good coping with a social group. But you know there's times... And you may be there right now where you need the power. As the old Baptist hymn goes, there's power in the blood. Power in the blood. There's power in the blood of Jesus. We know that because of what is depicted in our last stained glass window. We are the people of the resurrection. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. It was written by someone else. 
but I share it. Only Christianity has a God who became human, literally died for His people, and was raised again in power and glory to rule His church forever. Only Christianity. And now we pray to You, risen Lord, for all that is great, for all that is good, for all You have done to sustain us through the hard times, through the good times. We don't know what's ahead for us, but what we do know is that You are with us. And to that we give thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.